Hey, welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We're glad you're tuning into this episode. Uh, we are a viewer and listener supported podcast, so we really appreciate you listening, watching on YouTube. We really encourage you to subscribe to whatever platform you're using. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, or if you're on Apple or however you listen to a podcast, be sure and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Also, make comments if you like it and share it if you like it. We really need people to make comments and share the episodes that you like. And then also, if you're not already a supporter, we really would encourage you to go to spiritualityadventures.com and you can pick a tier and we have bonus content for every type of giver. These are this is a nonprofit, so they're tax deductible donations, but we do provide bonus content for those who uh, are supporters. So be a part of the team, help support Spirituality Adventures. And we're so glad you're tuning into this episode. Hey everyone, we had a snow day, January 9th, 2024 in Kansas City. So we had to reschedule some of our podcast interviews. So I'm going to play a message that I gave the first Sunday of the new year on things like faith, New Year's resolutions, and becoming the kind of people that we want to become. You know, I used to love setting goals and three to five year plans and all that kind of stuff, but then I also went through this dark, dark time where it was just one day at a time and I focused on becoming the kind of person that I want to become. And so as you kick off this new year, I want to encourage you to listen to this talk. I think it'll give you some great insights to think about on becoming and New Year resolutions and risk with direction, which is what faith is all about. So have a great listen and a happy new year. God bless you. And today's message, talking about risk with direction, risk with direction. How many of you love New Year's resolutions? Let me see. Admit it. If you like them, admit it. Let me see. Uh, like 10%? 10%? How many of you hate New Year resolutions? 10%? And then how many of you kind of like, you know, kind of, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Helps me out. So, risk and faith, what do they have to do with each other? and New Year's stuff, and resolutions, all that kind of stuff. What does all this have to do with each other? Uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm pretty much wired, most of my life, I was wired for goal-setting, visionary leadership, and all of that involves risk, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? I had a mentor that told me one time years ago, faith is spelled... R-I-S-K. I was like, huh. I hadn't heard that definition of faith before. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. But if you think about it, you know, faith can be this word where we talk about the faith or faith traditions. So you could say you came from a Christian faith tradition or a Buddhist faith tradition or no faith tradition. So that's kind of a big use of the word. But then faith also, if you just look at it from kind of how it's used in the Bible most of the time, it usually means trust. So like if we put our faith in God, that's a trust issue, right? If we put our faith in somebody else, that's a trust issue. If we feel like God's leading us to do something 
and we're not quite sure that we'll make it or that we'll succeed or there might be a potential for failure. You see where that faith adventure could go a certain direction. Hebrews 11 says, faith is the evidence of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So there is an element where when we, when we take a faith journey, we're sometimes charting unknown territories, and that can be risky, and we might fail, and we might crash, and we might burn. <laughs> Anybody done that before? Let me see hands on that one. All right. Yeah, okay. So what's interesting is like my faith journey world and goal-setting world and my love for the outdoors and risk-taking in nature uh, kind of overlap a little bit. I have been, since a young teenager, a person who loves outdoor adventure. And it could be rock climbing, it could be mountaineering, it could be hiking, it could be mountain biking. If it has an edge of risk to it where you could hurt yourself, I'm all in, right? And as I get older, you know, it gets a little more painful, I've noticed, right? And then the pain lasts longer and heals more slowly, I've noticed this. But I still try to keep living like I'm, you know, in my 20s. It's just a thing, I don't know. I was in, uh, man, along, I'll make this story short here. I was at a pastor's conference uh, one year. And, you know, I've worked with pastors around the world and across denominational lines, and when I'm hanging out with pastors, they can always talk church, 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 and it can get a little boring sometimes. So when I'm hanging out with pastors, one of my favorite things to ask is, hey, what do you do for fun? And uh, this one time I was sitting next to this Irish guy, Irish pastor, and said, hey, what do you do for fun? And he goes, well, I like to rock climb. Now, I've been asking thousands of pastors, what they do for fun, for decades. And I've never had somebody say, rock climb. And I'm like, what? You know? So we talked about rock climbing for the next hour, all right? Then I said, well, tell me about your family. And so he was this Irish dude that was doing an internship in L.A., meets a black gal from the East Coast who's a jazz singer. They get married, move to Ireland, and start a church in Ireland together. She's singing at a jazz club in Ireland one night, And Van Morrison shows up to listen to her, the Irish blue-eyed jazz singer. He hears her, and he decides he wants to recruit her to sing with him. So he sends one of his little agents up to talk to her, and she says, and they go, hey, guess what? Uh, Van Morrison's here. And she goes, who's Van Morrison? (laughs) She didn't grow up with what she calls blue-eyed jazz, right? So she, she sang with Van for about 10 years. And when I hear this, I'm like going, your wife sings with Van Morrison and you rock climb? Come on. <laughs> like, I'm going to get you to Kansas City. We're going to have you preach, your wife sing, and then we'll drive to Colorado because he'd never been rock climbing in Colorado. It was a dream. And we, we drive to Colorado and rock climb. By the way, her mother marched with Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, and so his, her mother went with us. And we all stayed together, and we heard stories of the civil rights movement almost the whole night. It was like a top-tier experience, right? Then we go rock climbing. And so, by the way, we're doing an MLK thing. I'll mention more about that at the end this Friday night in Raytown. This is a deal that I felt put together, so I really want to encourage you to come on out and uh, join us this Friday night. But back to the story. He invites me to 
Ireland to rock climb. All right, so I'm, I'm getting, so I go there in 2018, and uh, you know we do some rock climbing. But I also wanted to mountain bike in Ireland. Okay, so he hooks me up with one of his pro mountain bike buddies. All right, so this is like just you know five years ago. Okay, and like this dude's in his 20s. You know, I'm I'm basically 60. All right, and I'm like cool. You know, so. I didn't have my mountain bike, so they get me an Irish mountain bike. Did you know Irish mountain bikes are different than American mountain bikes? Does anybody in this room know that? Okay. Do you, do you want to know? But close, close. Good guess. He said, get on the other side, drive on the, yeah, exactly. Close, close. No, the brakes are reversed. Yeah, you can already see the danger and the risk, and so they, they literally hand me this mountain bike, and I'm like, and I'm playing around, you know, kind of getting it fit, and, uh, and they, oh, by the way, the back brake's on the other side. Oh, okay. Like, I've ridden a mountain bike one way my whole life. I mean, you, brakes are kind of like, you don't even think about it, right? So the first two hours, we climb, 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 climb. You don't need a break. Get to the top of the mountain, and we start bombing down, dropping down ledges. I'm trying to hang on to this pro mountain biker, yeah. And you know, when you drop off a high ledge mountain biking, anybody want to know what you have to do to not, do you know what an endo is? It's when you drop off the edge, and you hit too far forward, and you just endo right over your bike, just a complete flip, okay? So you don't, I've done that many times, you don't want to do that, right? So I'm bombing down, and so what you do when you come off one of these ledges is you push your bike out in front of you so the seat's kind of in front of you, and you grab your right brake, which is your back brake, you try to land your back tire, and it slows you down a little bit, drops your front down, right, and then you control your landing, okay? Well, I'm on an Irish mountain bike. Drop down the first big ledge, push the bike out, hit my right brake for the rear brake, it's the front brake. So when my wheel wheel hits, it rolls me forward fast, and I've had my, I got my hand on my front brake now, and it hit my front wheel hits and launches me. And normally if you do this, you try to roll out of it, but this is a launch, and I'm like, I, I can't get tucked fast enough. So I'm Superman. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm trying to fly. Like, I'm trying to like, oh, this is going to hurt. Because there's like rocks down below me, you know. So I'm, I'm frozen in space hoping that, that, you know, like your brain slows down and everything gets like, oh, God, this is going to hurt. And I try to just chest it. I don't want to, you know, face plant. So I try to throw my chest up, and I just, oh, God. I was bleeding from my elbows. I was bleeding from my chest. I was bleeding from my legs. I got, I tear myself up. Get back on the bike and finish the ride. And I didn't use the wrong brake again either. <laughs> Some things you learn fast. <laughs> Whew. Risk. Some risks are kind of crazy, right? 
risk, some risks can be foolish. Some risks can be a little edgy, maybe not foolish, but certainly edgy. Um, but all of us take risks. I love to rock climb, and some people who've never rock climbed, they say, that's the craziest thing in the world. Do you know what the most risky thing you do, every one of you in this room, do every single day? Get in your car and drive. It's more risky than safe rock climbing, more chances of killing yourself than mountain biking in Ireland with reverse brakes. It's the most risky thing you do. But think about it. This faith journey has risks, doesn't it? And relationships have risks. Anybody gone through a broken relationship and the crash and burn of that? You know, relationships can be challenging. So pretty much nothing we do in life is risk-free. So how do we navigate this world? And as we enter a new world, what does that look like? I was always one who set goals, very driven, type A, go to college, get a degree, go to seminary, get a master's degree, go on staff at a church in Virginia, move back to Kansas City, start a church, faith risk, knock on doors, three people, one year, 25 people, 50 people. But over the course of years, the church grew and grew and grew. I would do three to five year plans. I would work those three to five year plans. As soon as I hit a goal, I had three more goals. And I loved it. I loved being a visionary leader. And I loved setting goals. And I loved achieving those goals. And I loved this sense of accomplishment that came with achieving those goals. And then, most of you know, all of that suddenly I was in America, not riding an Irish mountain bike, but I went off the ledge and hit the wrong brake and tore myself up, right? Not physically, but emotionally and spiritually. I went through a massive meltdown, lost career, lost community, lost church, lost, 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 and felt like my faith was absolutely shattered. And it didn't feel like God was anywhere around like, I, I, it felt like God didn't exist. felt like that. It was dark, dark, dark. And I didn't really care if I lived or died. It was that kind of dark. And the only passage in the Bible that really resonated with me for a while was the one that Jesus quoted from the cross, Psalm 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And, oh, God. I never wanted that to be my prayer, but man, that's how I felt, and it was just lights out, crash and burn. Three to five year plan, out the window. New Year's resolutions, out the window. Everything pretty much out the window. And I was just needing to survive. Got in a recovery group, started hanging out with people who are in recovery, and oh my God, that was a saving grace for me. I was talking to a friend about how dark it was, and he, he was like, Fred, you know, sometimes survival is underrated. Sometimes we just got to survive. And all of a sudden, I had no vision. I didn't even know if I was going to live through the next day, but it, it all kind of melted down into like, okay, one day at a time. Let's just 
get through today and survive. Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> no New Year's rather just survive. <laughs> you know, no three to five year, just no vision, just one day at a time, just survive. And here's, here's what went through my brain as I got into recovery. I thought, well, gosh, I'm still breathing. I'm still alive. I may have some years left. Um, even if there's no God, which that's how I was feeling, that's not what I believed, right? But that's how it felt. Like, even if there's no God, and I've got, I still got breath left, how do I want to live the rest of my life? And so I started focusing on the kind of person that I wanted to be. I just started focusing on becoming. Like, what kind of person do I want? If, even if there's no God, there's love in this world, right? There's beauty in this world. There's creativity. There's joy. There's generativity. There's beautiful things going on in this world. So I thought like, well, hey, there's a lot of evil. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of crap you can't explain. But there is beauty. There is love. And there is creativity. And, there's, and so like, that's what I want to give myself to. And so I just went, I just boiled it down to like three or four core values. And I, one of them was just what I call brutal honesty, rigorous honesty. I wanted a group of people that I could be totally honest with about Fred Heron who would just love me anyway. Brutal honesty. Vulnerability. Just be brutally honest about who I am, what I'm going through, what I'm dealing with, and a group of people that I can be honest and vulnerable with who will love me anyway. That's really powerful stuff. And by the way, all of us need that. Doesn't matter the way you've ever crashed or burned or not. We need it. We need each other. The third thing was humility. Wow. I just want to like, be open, real, honest, and I just want to humble my way through this thing. Trusting God, trusting others, trusting the group of people that I was building around me to help me through this recovery process. And then the other thing was, as dark as it was, I wanted to focus on gratitude. Like, what are, what's one thing I can be thankful for? I'd be thankful for my mom and dad. They're here right now. They've loved me through this whole thing. Oh my God, what a blessing. I have three beautiful sisters. They love me through this whole thing. Oh my God. You know, family. I still, nature was still around. All the beauty of nature that I've loved my whole life. I, my mountain bike still worked. I can go ride my mountain bike. Like, so there were some things that I could just like get around me and focus on in terms of gratitude, right? And the, the, that was very crucial. And so as we think about this new year and the study of shalom, one of the things that I want to encourage you to be doing is thinking about becoming, becoming. The vision of becoming. What kind of person do you want to become? As we dive into this shalom series, we're going to talk about Spiritual health, we're kind of thinking about all the spheres of your life. Spiritual health, physical health, emotional health, mental health, relational health, financial health, vocational health. These are seven key spheres of life. All of us deal with these seven spheres of life. And if we come together and not do it alone and not do it in isolation, we can actually venture out in faith together. And it takes a little faith to do that, right? Like you, you have to have a little bit of faith just to drive here. First of all, you got in the car and drove. That's pretty risky. 
Secondly, you're going to hang out with these people. Not, you don't know all these people, right? It's a little risky. What are these people going to, what are they going to do to me? Oh my God, I'm going to go to church. What's those church people going to do, right? So that's a little risky. And then if I get in a small group, that's even more risky. What if they don't like me? You know, something like that. See, so I'm trying to be super vulnerable. So you realize they liked me and hired me with all my faults, with all my hangups, with all my hurts, with all my crashes and burns, with all my doubts, questions, and frustrations. I'd say this is a safe place. So let's do some growing together. Let's do some becoming together. Let's do some learning together. So as you get in a group, I'm going to encourage everybody to get in a small group. I've already pre-recorded the seven uh, small group talks, and then there'll be a discussion guide that goes with it. And as we get into those groups together, we'll explore these seven spheres of life and just talk about what kind of person do we want to become around spirituality? What kind of person do we want to become around mental health, emotional health? And I'll be uh, making some recommendations that have actually come out of my own (laughs) recovery and my own journey out of darkness and into a little bit more vision and a little bit more light. And some of that visionary thing is starting to come back a little bit, right? And so I'm wanting to keep that in the framework of honesty, vulnerability, humility, and gratitude. I want to keep that in the realm of this is the kind of person that I want to become. And I want to become this person with other people who want to become people who want to give themselves to love and beauty and wholeness and well-being. And uh, the love of God, the love of others, the love of neighbor, and yes, even the love of ourselves, though broken we might be. And so this is my thought. As we journey together, we want to build a community of becoming. And all of us have different learning styles, right? And so these small groups will actually capitalize. You'll you'll be able to visually see, you know, a a talk. So some people are visual learners. You'll be able to hear it. Some people are audible learners. Then you'll be able to dialogue and talk about it. Some of you learn best in in conversation with other people, right? And then there'll always be some things that you can do the art of doing, the art of becoming, the art of learning, and the art of doing. And we do want to take appropriate risks with appropriate direction. And let's point our risk toward the big things. Love of God, love of others, love of self, love of neighbor, and the hard one, even love of enemies. Yeah. You know, sometimes the enemies aren't always the ones halfway around the world, right? Like, you know, Ukrainians could easily call the Russians their enemies, right? The Gazans could easily call the Israelis their enemies, and the Israelis could easily call Hamas their enemies, right? And those are enemies. But sometimes our enemies are just like we're living in the same house with them, <laughs> Or we're working at the same company with them. Or, you know, well, anyway, you get it? You know, and sometimes our closest friends and closest partners can even hurt us. And then, ah, and then all of a sudden they feel like an enemy. You know, so, so there's an art to all of this living, becoming, learning, growing, living, being alive, and then actually doing, taking some risks some faith risks pointed in the direction 
of love and beauty and creativity and wholeness and well-being. Spiritual health, mental health, emotional health, physical health. These are things that help us to become the kind of people together that we need to grow into. And then we can begin together to make an impact in our neighborhood, in our city, and even in our world. So let's pray together. God, come and do a work in our hearts. As Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, or to present our bodies together, a living and holy sacrifice. We lay our bodies before you, God. We lay this community before you. We want to do life together. We want to do this faith journey together with all its risks, with all its doubts and questions, and with all its beauty and love and glory. And we just want to do this together. And even with the crashes and the burns when we need each other in our darkest hours and our darkest moments, we ask, God, we do this together. And then we are to be not conformed to this world, not conformed to the violence and the hatred and the bigotry and the racism of this world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. The renewing, the rethinking, the relearning, the regrowing of our minds, our hearts, our values, our lives. That we might take risks in an appropriate way direction. Allow us to experience shalom together, the peace, the wholeness, the well-being of the life that you've called us into. So we thank you for this, God, and we want to walk in this. We pray this in your name. Amen. Sam's going to lead us in a song of reflection here. Hey, you made it to the end. Thanks for listening all the way through on this episode. By the way, if you're not already a supporter, go to spiritualityadventures.com, sign up for one of our monthly supports, and you will receive our bonus content. You'll receive lots of interesting information about our guests. Many of our musicians will do special bonus songs and record a song. So I wanna encourage you to do that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Be sure and subscribe, be sure and share any of the episodes that you like, and be sure and make comments if you like them as well. This helps us uh, get spirituality adventures out there to more listeners, more, more watchers. So whatever platform you're using, subscribe, like, share, make comments, and go to our website, sign up for our team and be a part of the team support. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.